Welcome to Teching Ball, celebrating Pride Weekend by counting the Facebook likes on our rainbow profile photos. I'm Buck. I'm a pass, and I'm winning. That's great. <laughs> I know you got 21. I've only got 18. This is a this is a record for me. I think whenever I post a picture of you in something, it worked out okay for yes, me on uh, Facebook. I think if you tag me in that photo, you will surpass me, <laughs> considering right. the context of your photo. So. All right, I'll see what I can do then. Thanks for the tip. <laughs> All right, so what's our first story? Oh, this this is a good one. I think we should title the episode based on this. Uh-oh. The Mystery of the Devious Defecator. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I do not like how this is going. <laughs> what is well, this, this? This is about, uh, you know, the probably the most important court case of the week, certainly. Okay. Which is... Uh, a company mm-hmm. uh, that has a lot of warehouses that they kept finding, uh, you know, shit like human <laughs> feces uh-huh. in their warehouses. Okay, and they're like, "Who the hell is doing this?" <laughs> so they uh, they basically called in a bunch of their employees and asked for cheek swabs so they could do a DNA analysis and identify the devious defecators. And. And so what happened is uh, these people then sued uh, after being being cleared, by the way. These, these people are not the devious defecators. Uh, the information I found about this case didn't tell me who was. Okay, this was everything. <laughs> I was looking forward to that part. I don't care if they sued or not. <laughs> but they, they sued under the Genetic Information Non-Discrimination Act, which basically uh, prevents uh-huh. employers from... Uh, from using people's mm-hmm. DNA to make hiring decisions and things. Oh, and, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and so they, they sued, uh, like, a, I think a year after this happened and ended up winning and uh, getting uh, $2.25 million. That's not bad. But I am still... So this was a year back, right? Uh, this uh, So this... The original event with the cheek swabs was in 2012. The suit started in 2013. And, and we still point- haven't solved the mystery of who was taking this random shit in their warehouses. <laughs> uh, they they may or may not have solved that. Uh, that that didn't make it into the news about the case, which was more about genetic privacy. I think True Detectives third season should be based on this. I mean, I now need to Google and find out what happened. I'm so intrigued by this. Like, who was doing this? <laughs> what what does the company do again? Like this warehouse? What, what, do you know what did they do? Uh, so the company is Atlas Logistics Group Retail Services. They they're a grocery distributor okay. in Georgia. Must have delivered some really bad groceries to someone. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> or or maybe they just have really shitty working conditions. Yeah. Uh, pun half intended. Uh, where uh, you know the the workers just just had no no breaks and that they had to do what they could where they could. Uh, I guess so, but yeah, I'm going to, maybe I will not Google this. Who knows what will show up, so <laughs> this is a very, uh, yeah, tricky Google. Uh, okay, that's, that was pretty interesting, and yeah, when you said most important court case, I was thinking, what? I was thinking Affordable <laughs> Care Act, the gay marriage, which one do you possibly mean? But I see oh, you. Oh, no. <laughs> what could be more important than Yes, this? nothing could be more important. This is actually very important, but uh, okay, uh, well, my first story of the week relates to Amazon, something which you like talking about every week. So Amazon is starting this new thing called Treasure Trucks. Okay. Have you heard of this? I have it, no idea what this is. Is, yes. is, this, is this like a loot crate from Amazon? 
It's more like uh, so Amazon is comparing this to an ice cream truck which used to come around your neighborhood and it obviously feels that we missed those days. Oh so, my god, yes. I, if I hear the Amazon bell, I'm jumping <laughs> off my balcony to get to it faster. Yeah, so basically the similar idea, basically they're going to, you know, stock this up with some really popular items and it's going to go around certain neighborhoods and you can offer you a great deal on those items and you can find where the Amazon truck is going, you know, what item is going to be carrying through an app, through the Amazon app itself. And yeah, you can buy stuff like, I think on their website, they have been advertising stuff like stand-up inflatable paddleboard set. Uh, there is a porterhouse stakes. There is a beach cruiser bike. So, you know, these sort of goodies, basically. But okay. Amazon is going to be running this pilot program in Seattle for now, the treasure truck. I think it's oh, a, that's lame. They should be running it here. They can follow around food trucks. Uh, yeah, I, I'm sure they'll do something similar in I Seattle. I suppose there's plenty in Seattle, yeah. Yeah, so it is an interesting idea, I have to say, but I don't know how well it's going to work out. But yeah, people, you know, people just sort of get drawn to these things, so they might actually sell pretty well, these Amazon treasure trucks. And yeah, then they don't have to worry about delivery and these sort of things. People can just go, you know, buy this one amazing item. But yeah, the only thing I'm concerned more about is how are they going to choose these products, you know, because like, for example, they also have this limited edition candle holders. I cannot <laughs> see that getting sold out if the truck was loaded with candle holders or who knows. Yeah. But I just you, find You them. just got to go to the right place. You take that truck to Portland or something, that sells right out. <laughs> yeah, so that's, I think, going to be the tricky part for them, uh, carrying the right sort of products. I guess they mm -hmm. have enough data and analytics to sort of figure out yeah. what's trending or popular in a given area. So that should be fine. Amazon is a company that is all about putting the right products in the right places uh -huh, to uh -huh. meet demand, right? That's all they do. So I think if anyone can pull off this truck, it's Amazon. Well, I mean, I, oh, actually, you know, I was mistaken. They'll actually carry only one item each day. So it's going to be one unique one item. item. Per day. So one unique item each day. So exciting. Oh, so it's like the Pocky truck. It's essentially like that, yes. Oh, man. This... I, I love this idea even more now. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, it's only going to be in Seattle for now. So you could move down to Seattle for a little while and, you know, take advantage. But if this sells well, this is going to come to the Bay Area next, obviously. So I, I, yeah, I really like the idea of like, I'm at work and, and we hear like a, a jingle outside and everyone runs out and we all come back to our desks with the same product. Uh, I don't think there'll this be a jingle. This is a dream world. <laughs> Number one, you'll have to probably access this through your app. There won't be any jingles. Unless you're I pushed... can program a jingle onto my phone when yeah. the app detects it. Yeah, a push notification. There will be a jingle in our office when this happens. All right. <laughs> well, University Avenue is probably a pretty popular area for the truck to be in. So, yeah, why not? Yeah. All right. What's our next story, then? You know, we, we, we don't do only stories. It's another uh, oh. crappy core question of the week. Oh, great. I was just reading my Quora Weekly newsletter slash email today, so I'm well prepared, I think. <laughs> All right. So, so you know, I've changed the format again to keep you on your toes here. <laughs> okay. What is it? So one of these questions I stumbled upon during my normal Quora use. Uh -huh. Another one, I then uh, made a search based on this one and found another stupid question. And then a third one I made up. And we'll, we'll see if you can determine which one I made up, and, and perhaps even the one that I stumbled upon versus searched for intentionally. Okay. So, uh, yeah, so I've, I've randomized the order of these. Mm -hmm. uh, so, first one, why don't we breed eagles of Lord of the Rings size and ride them? Second question, what country can I find the tree people from Lord of the Rings in? 
Third question. I'm 18. Is it too late for me to read The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings? So one of this is made up. The one of these I made up. The other two are core questions, one of which I stumbled upon normally. So I have to guess which is which. Hmm. Uh, yeah, just guess, guessing the made up one is fine. I'm guessing the three people one is made up. Oh man, how did you know? I mean, given that people are stupid, nobody can be that stupid to think that people look like that. No, that's the wrong answer. But, <laughs> no, that 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 one is is the one that I made up, but it it is based on some things I've seen on Yahoo Answers. <laughs> okay, so I do. I was correct in assuming that I, as I have stated earlier, that people on Quora have slightly more intelligence than people on <laughs> Yahoo. Uh, yes. The eagle one definitely sounds like somebody could be stupid enough to ask something like that while you breed eagles and ride them. And some eagles can get pretty big. I mean, obviously not that big, but, you know, harpy eagles have a wingspan of about, they are like very huge birds, but you still can't ride them, obviously. And yeah. the, I'm 18 years old and I still haven't read The Hobbit sounds like, uh, yeah, somebody could be, you probably stumble upon the eagle one, I would say, and you uh, search for what? You've, you've nailed all three, actually. <laughs> yeah, it sounds pretty plausible, so... Yeah, I see, I saw that. I'm 18. Is it too late for me to read The Hobbit and I'm Lord like, of the Rings? what? Why would you... <laughs> but yeah. It, it seems it's such a perfect core question to me because I see so many of these for, uh, for learning to program. People will say this of any age. I've seen ages from 5 up to 80 just, you know, in 5 to 10 year increments. I'm this age. Is it too late? I so feel I think the like the one was a joke, but I'm pretty sure people who say I'm 12 or 14, is it too late to learn to program, are actually serious. I mean, I'm sure half of them are also like people just strolling for like funny answers, <laughs> or I don't know. Seriously, I don't get what kick they get out of posting something like this. But apparently, other people have time to respond to this. So as long as you know people are responding, it's fine. I think the way that Silicon Valley portrays its own culture through, you know, Facebook hiring and stuff. There, There's you know, a real premium on hiring very young programmers to the point where people think, like, if I'm 18 and don't know how to program yet, or even younger, they're, they're screwed. I mean, and somehow, uh, yeah. somehow this turns into a question about reading a book. <laughs> Is it too late when I'm 18? <laughs> I mean, I honestly learned programming when I was 27, so I <laughs> might be giving away my age here, but whatever. It, it shows. Uh, <laughs> that's okay then. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. Then time to move on to our next story. This one you might actually be really excited about. This is another product I think you would love to buy. So, I don't know if you have... You, do you like robots? Uh, yeah. So... I like robots. I think so, yeah. up for a robot making class together. Yeah, so... Well, I assume you're going to drop. No, I won't. But uh, <laughs> you'd be excited by this news. Have you heard of the Pepper robot? The what? Pepper. Pepper robot. Have you heard of this? Like, the spice? Uh, no, it's a... Well, the spice, yes, but that's the name of the robot. It does not dispense that <laughs> spice, though. I, I've not heard of this, no. So there's a Japanese company called SoftBank Robotics, which just basically put this robot called Pepper on sale. So Pepper is actually a pretty cool robot, you know. It can do simple stuff like, you know, do some manual work. It can listen to you. It can read your emotions and then respond. It can sing, dance, and also tell some super corny jokes. Uh, there's a link to a YouTube video, which I can post later, which you can post for our Japanese-speaking and understanding listeners, because it's in Japanese, obviously. 
Now, the robot does seem pretty cool. They also used it to, you know, serve in a Nestle store, and it seems to be pretty cool, uh, you know, respond pretty appropriately. So, uh, they sold like a thousand units only, I think, and it sold out within an hour. Uh, so the, it, it dances and tells corny jokes and can serve hot chocolate? Yeah, it can read your, yeah, it can ask you, you can ask it any other questions also. It can, you know, play with your kids, greet visitors at your door, uh, do a so lot it's of basically this. a dad robot. More like a butler, That's I would say. But <laughs> very insensitive, so close to Father's Day. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you can replace your dad with this robot, essentially. And it only costs $1,600. And in fact, you, I think you can get a monthly MI of $200 or it's like monthly fee or something if you want it that way. So Ooh, if I can replace my dad for $1,600, I think this is a product a lot of teenagers will be buying. <laughs> It sold out under an hour, so you, you, it tells you yeah. it was only available in Japan. And depending on how the launch goes, they are planning to launch this in Europe and US sometime next year. So we might want to buy this. It sounds awesome. it sounds like a great gadget to have. You know, I'm sitting on my couch watching TV. Somebody comes, and I don't have to open the door. The robot opens the door, greets you, ushers you in. What could be better? You should you should have an intercom if this is your goal. <laughs> I. There's, there's nothing better than someone knocking your door, ringing your doorbell, and then a voice immediately answers them. <laughs> no, I would like a robot to greet them. It's a much cooler experience than a shitty intercom. But uh, The intercom is a robot. I mean, yeah, whatever. But, you know, not robot in what people think are robots. So, All right. <laughs> well, anyway, what's our next story? Uh, so, uh, Batman's new video game came out, Arkham Knight. Mm-hmm. You heard about this? Mm -hmm. Of course. Uh, anonymous co-worker was <laughs> blandishing this all over the workplace, so I had yeah, to. Yeah, I, I was also very excited about this. Uh, now, you know, there have been a lot of debacles lately with, you know, people pre-ordering video games and then companies basically not finishing them and releasing them. So I, I just started downloading mine today right before recording. Okay. But, uh, you know, a lot of people who had pre-ordered and, you know, bought it as soon as it came out got very upset if they had gotten the PC version, because it basically doesn't work at all. Mm -hmm, that's what I heard, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and there's, uh, it was actually so bad, so yeah, this, this has been happening to a lot of games lately, uh, which you know, I'm constantly saying on Facebook, people, please stop pre-ordering games, because it <laughs> sets the incentives all wrong. But this one, uh, Steam was actually able to trigger them into revoking the game from the Steam store because Steam recently uh, set up a new feature where you can get a refund on a game if you're dissatisfied. That's good. And this, yeah, this must have happened so much that uh, Warner Brothers actually took the game down and said, everybody, please, you can't ask for a refund, but stick with us, we're going to fix this. I mean, obviously, they probably... I mean, I'm, and I'm guessing it's not the studio to blame, it's probably Warner Brothers blame, I mean the game studio, because they must have set like a really aggressive deadlines, which is why they probably, you know, the studio, the game studio, the primary one that is, probably focused on finishing the Xbox and the PS4 versions and third party contracted out the PC version, and obviously the smaller company, lack of resources or whatever it is, didn't finish it on time, And but Warner Brothers like, we gotta launch this, so yeah, suck yeah, it up. And I I was I was watching uh, some clips of of how poorly this game plays, and even the the like the videos that you're doing between gameplay are super choppy, both in the sound and the the picture. And I mean, then, and then this... when you're actually playing, it's it's completely unplayable. I mean, I don't even get the logic. Did they not even like play this on a normal PC and see that this is how it was going to be, but they still <laughs> went ahead with the launch? I mean, it doesn't make 
Uh, uh, you know, when when your bosses are yelling at you to get it done, you do what you can. Uh, it apparently, if if you have an extremely top of the line PC, it can play okay. <laughs> Maybe that's what their new plan is to basically get people to purchase this new top-of-the-line PC, since I hear the game is really good. so Yeah, may- maybe they only tried playing it on their development boxes, which will tend to be top-of-the-line. Which is why I always say, test IE, test IE, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but... never test IE, that's terrible. I- yeah. IE, the page should just be a big red, like, what the fuck's wrong with you box if you're using IE. I know, actually, now that I'm saying it, I actually have not tested on IE for the last two years, so that's great. <laughs> Should be saying this, but I have not. <laughs> All right, I'm I'm gonna let our boss know about this. If he, I hope he doesn't hear our podcasts. But uh, yeah, oh, eventually he's gonna listen, and he's you know obviously by the time he starts listening, we're gonna be so good and professional. He's gonna want to listen to the whole back catalog, and you're fired as soon as we get that good. I so now now you've got some perverse incentives as well. Well, I know that. Uh... I'm editing this week, so this part might not make it, but uh, yeah. All right, I I might have to... Can you just send me a copy of the raw ones for unrelated reasons? No, no, no. (laughs) And by the way, I have to say, when we talked about this PC thing, and when I mentioned this to our anonymous co-worker, he said that people who played this on PC deserve this, just for the record. (laughs) Uh, yeah, I, you know, he, he might be feeling a lot of animosity as a fellow console gamer. A lot of PC gamers will look down on us. Yeah. Um, I, I think I deserve to be looked down on because I, I basically can't deal with the hassle of keeping up with a PC gaming rig. I mean, I, I like playing first-person shooters on PCs. At least I used to, like, Unreal Tournament or something. But now that I've played a lot of Gears of War, I, yeah, I probably prefer the console also. But, yeah. All right, you got right. another story? Yeah, the next story is slightly more boring and mundane, but I just thought it was pretty interesting also. Uh, actually, I'll make it two short stories since both of them refer to things which we have seen in sci-fi movies but will be coming near us very soon. The first one is a jetpack. There is this New Zealand aviation company which is soon going to start selling actual jetpacks. The difference between the jetpack in the movies and the jetpack shown here is that these jetpacks are not really powered by rockets, which apparently tend to be dangerous plus super inconsistent, but they'll actually be okay. powered by uh, fans, which will, uh, you know, be, suppl- I think, powered by a petrol engine in turn. And So they're not jetpacks at all. Let's say the word jetpack is a bit of a misnomer, but that's what essentially yeah. it's going to do. You put The it jetpack ba- is about you know, firing jets of something down. That doesn't really count if you're just blowing air. It's more of a hovercraft. Sure, if that's what you... But a single-person <laughs> hovercraft, and I like their idea. They actually want to sell it to emergency first. A, res- like a shoulder-mounted hovercraft that sits on your back, right? Essentially, it's yes. A, it's a pack, at least. Yeah, yeah. So, and okay. and the good thing about it is that they want to sell this to, you know, emergency first responders and people like that so they can respond in emergencies and land in confined spaces and stuff like that. The only thing which bothered me about that was that the price point. Can you guess how much this is going to cost? Uh, 50000 uh, you're only three times below the amount, but yeah, it's hot. It's 150,000. Yes. Per, wow. So that, that's really expensive. So this is why the news article headline said that for emergency first responder and millionaires, because yeah, yeah. Those, are, those are about the only other people who can gonna be able to afford this. So, but it's still a cool idea. And I'm glad to see that, you know, this technology it's, it's is a good, 
it's good for an emergency responder when uh, Chris Branson has a jet has a jet ski accident. It's actually Richard Branson. Just to or Richard Branson. <laughs> I, say Chris, I said Chris Branson. Yes. As I said that, I was like, I feel like I just said something very wrong. <laughs> That's fine. Yes. But yeah, Richard Branson is the sort of person who would probably even invest in such a company. So yeah, it's a New Zealand aviation company. So pretty cool. The second one is, I guess, have you been watching the Star Wars, the new trailers? Uh, no, I've been avoiding them because I'm already going to watch the movie. What's the point in watching everything about it? Although I say that as I watch every Minions trailer. <laughs> <laughs> so the so you know Hover Bikes, right? Which they use in those movies and a lot in those trailers also. So Yeah, that's what they're... Uh, Flying around Endor, smacking into trees in, right? Yes. So, so the military is actually working on projects to develop hover bikes right now. Mm-hmm. And those so projects... Are they doing any good? I, I know I saw a story about uh, Lexus making a hoverboard, but there's so little detail on it, I just left it alone this week. I mean, Lexus is sort of did that, but there's other companies. I think one of them was working with Tony Hawk, which we have seen on every skateboarding video game anyway. He was working with them to make that hover board basically come true. And I think that company, it was not Lexus, it was some other company which may have started out of Kickstarter, I don't remember, but they were getting close actually, you know, they were not too far. I don't know what Lexus is doing, honestly. Uh, so yeah, this uh, hover bike, no, I think it's still some way off, but yeah, it's getting closer and closer to proper trials, but it'll be a while before we see our SWAT teams jetting in on hover bikes and, you know. Uh, which uh, gamers like to do to each other nowadays, apparently, okay. you know, call a SWAT on each other. So there'll be some. So your of... your story is hover bikes aren't happening anytime soon. That, that's what you wanted to let everyone know. Uh, not for us. For the military, it might be happening soon. But yeah, not for us. We can okay. still buy the jet. We can still buy the jetpacks though, or hover packs, whatever you want to call them. Okay, so hover hover bikes might happen soon for the military. Yes, that's the story. Okay, what what is a hover bike like in, in the military? It looks like a big surfboard, basically, essentially. And uh, does it have a bunch of fans underneath it? Not that I could see, but okay. yeah, because I'll be pissed if this is just another uh, version of a hovercraft story. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Definitely won't have any jets if that's what you wanted to know. Mythbusters made a surfboard that hovered. So there you go. The technology is already yeah, amongst they made us. This. They they just attached a bunch of vacuum cleaners to it and, and turned them in reverse. And they, they hovered around on a surfboard. See, you can already do this. They did this like 10 years ago. So so the military it, is really behind on this. Yeah, typical government bureaucracy. I know, making money off fat contracts and not actually doing any work. <laughs> yeah. Hate that. Hate fat cats. Anyway, what's our next story? All right, uh, there's a biotech company in San Francisco that's been making fake rhino horn. What does, so to prevent uh, poaching, is that their purpose? Yeah, basically. So, you know, everything we've been doing so far to prevent rhino poaching just doesn't work. They're going extinct. So what they're trying to do is is take more of a, you know, a game theory approach mm -hmm. and just create a bunch of cheaper alternatives to rhino horn by uh, basically making fake keratin, they, they build up a powder that has uh, you know, the keratin, uh, other elements that are in the rhino, and they even throw in a little rhino DNA. So the powder is as indistinguishable as possible from a real rhino horn. So you do know why, yeah. where most of the demand for these rhino horns or, you know, these tiger bone parts and all this comes from, right? 
Yeah, this is mostly for uh, traditional Chinese medicine, right? Uh, especially for potency, right? So <laughs> if you dilute the ingredients, I don't know how our practitioners, you know, who actually believe that this stuff actually helps their potency, you know, are going to be, you know, convinced they're about... Di- they're not diluting it. They're just making an artificial version that's... No, no, which is, which is what I mean. So in the minds of those people, it is diluting it because it's not coming from the natural PR source. Because when you're that stupid to believe in stuff like actual tiger bones, rhino horns, curing stuff like potency, you'll believe anything. So I don't know. But the, the point is, if they then flood the market with yeah. a much cheaper alternative... There, no one's going to be poaching real rhinos. Customers can't tell the difference. Just rhinos won't be por- poached anymore for this purpose That's true. was the idea. I mean, for all I care, they could probably sell salt solution and the, the stupid customers won't be able to tell the difference. So, yeah. <laughs> well, they were, they were doing their best to the point of even taking this powder. And usually people have it in a powdered form, but they're, they're actually uh, putting this powder through 3D printers and trying to even build up a whole rhino horn. Wow. Uh, you know, for people who would actually want the horn rather than just the powder, which you know might be a thing people start requesting if this powder were to flood the market. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I'm glad it's a, it's a pretty noble initiative, yeah, because rhinos and all other sorts of animals are under threat because of the stupid traditional medicine industries. But yeah. but uh, there's yeah many many uh, current conservationists are are feel the same way you initially reacted of basically like hey you're you're doing nothing to address the core problem of people want rhino horn. Mm-hmm. And this this may just you know this won't hurt no but I but I think people will still mm-hmm. be trying to get the real thing but yeah but I think you make a good point because poaching I mean as long as at least countries do something because unfortunately what happens is also happens to be a lot in these poor countries so it's very easy to bribe your way out even in India I mean uh, it's very easy to bribe your way out and stuff like this so but every incremental step that you take to make it more difficult and you know this fake pro- well I won't say fake but this replacement product more viable it's you know it's a good it's a good thing yeah i hope they do well yeah yeah it's a, the the cheaper they can make you know their alternative that that'll drive down the price of the rhino horn and hopefully make poaching no longer worth it yeah uh, that's good what's this company called again we should totally promote them it's a uh, pembient pembient okay good job pembient yeah <laughs> All right, so wow, I think we've actually made pretty good I've, time and covered. Do you have I've, any other stories? I've got story? another. I've got go another ahead. story. Please go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so so this story is actually a story I saw on TechCrunch. It's mostly an ad, so I'll skip most of the comments and or uh, content and names. But but the uh, the basic thrust here was uh, we we need to have post quantum cryptography or post quantum encryption. Mm-hmm. We we need uh you know we need to be encrypting our stuff in a way that quantum computers won't be able to kill because mm-hmm. you know major companies like Google and Microsoft have been publicly declaring mm-hmm. that they're working on quantum computers. There are commercially available quantum computers that are you know slowly increasing the number of qubits available and Correct. uh I I I've seen uh, one company this year is is planning to uh, release one with uh you know 2048 qubits which is half as many bits as typical RSA uses and you know, once they start to exceed that number it <laughs> becomes very fast to decrypt yeah. everything mm-hmm. and yeah our RSA you know as as many people are unaware it's it's security is basically just an assumption that it's hard to factor integers mm-hmm. and there is a fast quantum algorithm to factor integers. I I did read about this. So 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 basically, what's so they are working on such algorithms? Is that what the article was saying? Uh, so yeah, 
such algorithms do exist. They they aren't you know nearly as developed as RSA, but there are algorithms based on NP complete problems, mm -hmm. which uh, you know we we have a much stronger reason to believe are hard than basically Correct. you know mm -hmm. it's a more of an assumption for for primes and you know based mm -hmm. on history but there's you know much much stronger evidence for NP uh, the evidence for NP is a little weaker and maybe more akin to the primes once we start looking at quantum because we don't have a very strong proof Correct. that uh, you know NP is as hard for quantum as it is for classic computers mm -hmm. but uh, at least we you know we'd be using cryptography that's based on something that we yeah which is mathematically know. proven yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah so. we've already proven we can factor numbers uh, <laughs> with the quantum algorithm uh, very efficiently it's just uh, quadratic basically in the number of bits oh yeah that's not uh, protecting us too much yeah so if you have 4,000 bits you know it, it basically takes you know uh, equivalent to you know 16 million times mm -hmm. you know some scalar. This is the sort of thing you you know with a classical computer I can do on my laptop. Right now, yeah, totally. Yeah, <laughs> cool. Well, yeah, hopefully they develop this algorithm before those computers hear us yeah. and yeah. Mm -hmm. All yeah, right. So you know mm -hmm. ev everything I've said about encryption and the NSA could could be all moot soon anyway. And exactly. Meanwhile, instead of trying to figure out how how to beat these you know new algorithms coming up from quantum computers, uh, you know the NSA is telling us to even be insecure against classical computers. So you know <laughs> there, there's little chance of of the government giving us much help here. Oh yeah, definitely not. <laughs> All right, so I guess we should move on now to our award segment, the Palo Tonys. What's your nomination? I always nominate first. Why don't you give it a go? I'm going to nominate Pepper. I mean, I watched that video in Japanese. It made no sense to me, but I just enjoyed watching it so much. And the robot looks really cool. So I give it the award for HCI, Human Computer Interface, or whatever that thing is called. <laughs> okay. And I'm going to nominate uh, the mystery of the devious defecators, devious defecator, for sticking it to the man. No, I mean, that's great, but if only we knew what yeah. the final solution was. That has really disappointed me, not knowing the solution. Yeah, yeah. You know, it hadn't even occurred to me to look that up until I started uh, talking to you about this Isn't story, that the so. most natural thing that you would want to look up? I, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I was interested in the actual content of the story I was reading, as it turned out, and, and that was not part of what they were talking about. I'll, I'll see if I can look this up afterward, or, or perhaps yeah. you could let me know. <laughs> I, as I said, I think this is a very tricky thing to Google. I don't want to be okay. Googling this. <laughs> well, if any of our listeners are or know who the mysterious defecator is, they can yeah. let us know. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, and until then, uh, I, I think... I think the Pepperbot seems like a good winner here. It's really cool. I'll send you the link and yeah. you should let our listeners know. And since you are a practitioner of Japanese language anyways, you should really enjoy this. A practitioner of the Japanese language is what you're calling me. Would you want to shout out a phrase for our, uh, you know, our listeners who love uh, such words? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. I was think it's hoping a... for a different word, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I, I would not like to shout out a phrase, was what I said there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what that means? Wow. So much with just one little line? Okay. So, well, in context, that's what the word no would mean, yes. <laughs> All right. All right. Okay, so Pepperbot wins this week. And yeah, we hopefully can see them in U.S. next year and buy them. So, yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. So with that, why don't you tell our listeners where can they find us and, you know, 
contact us, I guess. Yeah, check us out at techingball.com where you can post a comment on this episode and see future episodes. Subscribe to us on iTunes and leave a review if you enjoyed this episode. And check us out at uh, TechingBall on Facebook and Twitter and techingballgmail.com if you want to shoot us an email. All right, that's awesome. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye for now. Sayonara.